recorded live. Examples like what? <laughs> wow, we're just gonna gonna start it like that, huh? Might as well just continue the conversation. You've joined us, Claude and Justin, discussing Quentin Tarantino's latest diatribe <laughs> and glorious bastards. Um from the balcony. <laughs> Um, well, one example that came to mind was, um, the, the really long scene in Kill Bill, um, I think volume two, where, um, where you see, uh, it's, it's a flashback and, and it's, it's at the wedding rehearsal and, uh, and, and Bill stands outside and like, he like, I want to say he like plays a flute or something. I could be wrong though. That might have been another part of the movie. It anyway, sounds ridiculous, so it sounds right. <laughs> anyway, he hangs out outside, and she goes out there and talks to him, and he sort of, you know, makes this like grand speech. Mm-hmm. And, I remember that. And uh, it's this really long scene, um, uh, but sort of like standing out there by himself on the, on the front of the thing, like it's. You know, it's kind of a theatrical gesture, I think, and it's yeah. and that's the prelude to the big massacre. Mm-hmm. You know, him sort of alone on the porch, and you know, this. I think uh, I think theatrical is a very uh, interesting, like, and revealing word to describe his, you know, that style and that that aspect of his style. Yeah, because I think that's what people respond to. You know, the larger than life quality of his, of his characters. Yeah, and and how the sort of mundane qualities that they have and interests that they have become the, the most interesting things. The way he makes it bigger. Right. You know, uh, really, just by talking about it and just by the how how they talk about it, and uh, yeah, that's interesting. And theatrical is yeah. I, yeah. I think that's 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 kind of that that's that's a perspective on it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, it's interesting to see that. Right. Right. Um, uh, yeah, and and uh, you know some other examples they brought up. You know the 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 Bible speech from Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um as a prelude to killing someone. Um, and, uh, and I was thinking the, uh, the ear cutting scene in Reservoir Dogs, um, with the musical accompaniment and the dancing and all that. You know, what's weird is like, I mean, yeah, I mean, Kill Bill had a lot of that. Um, very theatrical. Yeah. <laughs> Those fight scenes, you know, and like... Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of that... But it's weird that I think it, you know, his that the idea that he sort of, you know, uh, recycles things that he likes, you know, and, and pop mm-hmm. cu- pop culture and, um, and, and, and sort of like throws it back in your face. Yeah. It seems very. Um, 
it seems very very film, very cinematic, but it's but it's really theater on film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? It's like yeah, it's like this movie, yeah, it's like that movie, but the sort of uh the overall structure of it is like theater. Yeah. When you are actually, sh- you know, sort of shooting it and doing it. Right. Uh that's where it kind of comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. And I I think I want to say that's um, you know, something something he's bringing to it. Uh uh, you know, because he does pretty much exclusively reference movies. Um, yeah, you know, not, not plays. It, it makes me think of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. A very theatrical movie. Yeah, yeah. That I think is not too far for something he could he would do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe the first half. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, there's some there's some weirdness. Gets really bad later. But yeah, uh uh well yeah, I mean Rocky Horror Picture Show uh feels theatrical because it feels like a musical, which it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um so it has great big production. I mean, but that's all he's pieces. missing is 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 the singing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and you know, he does use music. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have the character singing, but he has them do things to music. Yeah. You know, that's really common. Uh there's often dancing. There's uh, there's definitely dancing, yeah. Yeah. And and music will define characters a lot of times as well. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a musical kind of thing. So basically Quentin Tarantino is a musical director. <laughs> modern modern musicals. <laughs> I think we just deconstructed Q T to a T. <laughs> And I think I think um I think that's true of his cinematic side, which is which is theatrical, strangely. I think I think the other side is also theatrical, but that's the dialogue side. Mm-hmm. Um which I think is which I think is different. Um it's 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 the combination of the two that is his style, I think. Yeah. Um throwing together um uh really extended and unusual unique uh dialogue passages with uh with the strangely theatrical uh uh almost musical like production pieces. Yeah. Craziness. You know, like there's that there's that scene in uh obviously there's the dancing scene in, in Pulp Fiction, uh everyone remembers that. But there's also uh um when uh uh when John Travolta first gets there to uh mm-hmm. to pick her up uh yeah. there's there's music playing while he walks around waiting for her to come out yeah and and then later when they go back to the apartment or I guess it's not an apartment anyway when they go back to the place um uh, I think it was technically a pad. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, and he goes into the bathroom, and you know she's uh, 
she's just like hanging out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she puts on music and starts dancing Dance, around, and it's yeah. this long sequence. No, it was it was the thing about people those those two dancing. They they really had both expressed themselves through through the art of dance. Yeah, you know that was that was something interesting. You don't really see people just like I'm just gonna dance for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just really dance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh I think uh you know yeah, nobody was really doing it and it you know, people wanted to see it. They just didn't know. Mhm. You know, so nobody was really doing that anymore. Certainly in the old days, you know, there was plenty of dancing in movies, but uh yeah. It kind of went out of style. And uh you know, and he even put it, you know, in that weird like you know, uh, nostalgia restaurant, you know, with yeah. like, with 50s music playing and, you know, it sort of made it this retro oh, thing. Oh, totally. I mean, they were like these 50s characters that walk into a 50s place. Yeah. You know, like they, they fit right in, you know, it's like they didn't really seem out of place in the real world. Right. But then when they go to the 50s, it's like they fit right in. Yeah. Like, what happened? <laughs> You know? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, just uh uh I mean, uh just just out on, you know, the normal modern day streets of LA. Yeah. They seem okay. They don't seem like they're, you know, out of place, but uh no. then you put them and in then, there and it's like, wow, here's like, way long. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this is where they're from, like Yeah, it's crazy. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Because if you started watching the movie from that scene, you might think the movie was set in the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But, you know, they were in a 50s diner. That helps. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he, he does use music a lot, and I think... Um, I think that's one thing a lot of directors don't usually get attached to is a certain kind of uh nuance to to the to the music yeah you know, um so he's got that going for him too yeah you know it's going to be something interesting and yeah i i think i think he you know he uses old music usually and he digs up things that aren't that well known you know, it's like it's like the opposite, not the opposite, but a very different approach from what they did in like Watchmen, for example, where they mm-hmm. use like iconic music from that time period to yeah. to evoke that time period. Um, I think what he does is like go obscure. It still evokes the time period, but it's not it's not something you immediately recognize necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of that stuff I'd never heard of before. Yeah. Um, uh, and and I think he he picks it. It's it's the closest thing he has to like doing a score. Yeah. You know, um, finding a song and matching it up to a scene. It seems to be his thing. I don't think he really knows how to write a score, so. Yeah. That's his way of doing it, and I think he does that pretty well, and 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 probably pays more attention to it than you know, 
yeah. many people seem to. Uh, but I do think it's an important thing, and it's definitely it definitely shows up in in all the movies. Yeah. I mean, there's not many directors where where you know you're gonna have interesting characters, an interesting story, interesting music, interesting dialogue. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's a strange it's a strange combination. Yeah. You know, like that, for contrast, like someone like David Mamet, um, you know, if you see one of his movies, you're gonna get. Interesting dialogue, certainly. Mm-hmm. Interesting characters, probably. Yeah. Beyond that, yeah, it's going to be pretty <laughs> flat. Yeah, yeah, it trails off pretty quickly. You're not going to be blown away by the music or the cinematography or the sets or any, yeah. the you know, any camera shots or anything like that. All that's pretty dull. Yeah. Um, I still really like it, but it's it just doesn't have those things. Mhm. Yeah, you look at someone like David Fincher and I'd say you could you can count on getting I I give him an interesting story. I give him an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else I'd give him, and I and, and I really like David Fincher, <laughs> but you know I. But you, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same thing. I do. Yeah, there's not. It's it's. Uh, uh, and that's not to say, of course, Fight Club didn't have interesting characters and mm-hmm. interesting story and interesting cinematography and interesting music and. Yeah. Um, you know, I liked Panic Room. I liked the. I really liked the game. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But when you look at them overall, it's not like you can count on yeah. these certain things to be in all of them. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to identify something consistent. David Lynch, you know. Yeah. You can count on interesting story. You can count on interesting characters. You can count on yeah. interesting cinematography. You can count on interesting music. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. Yeah, the thing the thing he has probably less is dialogue. I don't think his dialogue yeah. is really all that amazing. No. Um but but definitely interesting characters and yeah, all that other stuff, you know. He's he's uh uh you know, he's all the way over on the on the other side of uh making movies where uh it's 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 really I would say not theatrical. It's it's cinematic. Yeah. Um it's it's it's, it's something. It's mood creating. Mhm. And not it's more it's more visual art. Yeah, and it doesn't seem to me that in a, in a, in a lot of cases he's primarily even interested in in characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, somewhat, but in a lot of cases his characters are pretty flat or just scary and who knows I think he's what they are in, in in situations and interactions yeah you know and they're just the the pieces that he moves around to do things yeah but he never he really he really never seems to do like a an intense sort of character based thing no where it, it's just 
primarily focused on that. It's it's really more of an external thing. Wait, did you see the straight story? No. <laughs> I missed that one. Well, what about Elephant Man? Does that count? Those might count. Those might count. Yeah. I would want to disqualify them partially because he didn't write them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think him writing the thing is, you know, a big deal um, yeah. in terms of how it comes out. And that's true, and that's that also is a point in David Fincher's uh, defense that he doesn't yeah. write his stuff, so yeah, he's not going to be able to get as much consistent consistent elements. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, there definitely are directors that can sort of be consistent even when they don't write stuff, but uh, it's it's harder, I think. Yeah. The more well, control we cannot, you have, the more... There's not a lot of Michael Bay's out there. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's nothing that's not good, consistent. Michael Bay, and that's a good thing. <laughs> no, I'd say Michael Bay is consistent. You, I, I, I agree. Consistent I agree. It's, it's, it's true. I mean, if you go see a Michael Bay movie, you you know what you're in for. Mm-hmm. You know, he he doesn't... Uh, He's not going to surprise you <laughs> too much if you've seen one before, which I have. You know, I recently watched Bad Boys again, mm-hmm. and Bad Boys 2, did I tell you that? No, Oh, didn't. yeah. And I had never seen Bad Boys 2. I, I heard it was good, um, and I'm here to tell you it wasn't. <laughs> but uh, the first one, Bad Boys, is really, really good. And what makes that movie work? Because really, it's a buddy cop movie. It's a buddy yeah. cop action movie. Yeah. But what makes it work is they have Taylor Leone as, you know, the foil, basically. So what happens is, you know, and I didn't realize this when I, you know, when before I watched the movie again, I didn't realize that really what the whole movie is about is she's a witness to this crime her friend got killed they need they need her to you know testify so they have to sort of you know and not and not get killed so they have to protect her but the the farce is that the the identities of the two cops are switched she thinks will will smith is martin lawrence character and martin lawrence is will smith's character mm-hmm so and then they and then they both have to sort of pretend that they're the other person, but that's that's what the whole movie is about. You know I what see. I mean? Like that's it. <laughs> like if if she like if 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 he if they like if in the beginning they just said no, I'm sorry, this is the real guy and I'm I'm me and he's him. There'd be <laughs> no movie. Right. <laughs> you know. I don't think I've ever seen Bad Boys. I've seen you should like, watch it. I, I actually think it's hard, but I think I think that movie is very respectable. I think it does a lot of things really well, and and that I think the, the I mean for an action movie, I think the characters are really good, mm-hmm. and and the way and, and and also what they what they circumvent, which is really good, is the is the is the forced romantic interest because uh. because. Orton, like if she if they if she thought Will Smith was Will Smith's character, 
he's like a ladies man. Mm-hmm. And so, and they do have sort of an attraction anyway, but I mean like it, it basically the idea is the movie would have been, you know, them and their, you know, and their whole romance and that kind of a movie, which mm-hmm. is actually kind of what they did in Bad Boys too, which is why it sucked. I see. Um, but basically it, this whole farce kept them from being together because they, she, you know, he couldn't tell her who she was, mm-hmm. who he was and all this, you know, he, he, cause basically his character, Martin Lawrence's character is married, so Tay Leone thinks Will Smith is married. Ah. Yeah, and has, like, kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because he's the, 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 the ladies' man, the single guy, and Martin Lawrence is the family man. Yeah. And so they switch. But anyway, I don't want to pontificate too much about bad boys, but uh, but watching it again, it was I, I thought it did a lot of good things. The cinematography is actually really good. Like, Michael Bay had a, some really cool shots and like uh and not like this isn't like his new stuff with like explosions everywhere mm-hmm. i mean there are explosions but it, this was like he's doing really cool camera angles and a lot of like really really low angles and i'm like man i don't know any directors who do who do so many like just these really low angles where the characters are just like towering over you and and they look really cool you know mm-hmm. but um I think they did that in Citizen Kane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They did everything in Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You no, know, you, is, you'd be hard pressed to name something they didn't do in Citizen Kane. <laughs> I might be wrong, but I feel like I'm remembering uh, some kind of story about how they, like, dug a trench in the floor to mm-hmm. to, to get a low angle yeah. shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. They did everything, so it's not. But Citizen Kane, you can just take out from every example. Yeah. It's yeah, always exactly. there. It's always there. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, it's his it's his old, maybe more restrained '90s style. Yeah, totally restrained '90s style. The like, you know, I think very competent director. You know, like uh, you know, doing good stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I have I have no doubt about his competence. Yeah. The guy's a pro. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. No, he's uh, a pro. <laughs> uh, I, I don't necessarily want to watch his movies most of the time, but, you know, I know if I did, I would not be uh, disappointed by the directing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely true. You know, I think it's it's really other things that make me not want to watch his movies most of the time. But, you know... Um. Uh. Didn't he? What else did he do? I always forget. Did he do something Rock. like? Oh, The Rock. Yeah, The Rock wasn't bad. I saw that. The Rock that. was good. The Rock was good. Um. He directed. Um. What's the other good one? Even though they did, if I recall, do a do a do a bit of a rip off of the adrenaline shot scene in Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not his fault, but eh, somebody had to. Yeah, I remember that at the time. It's like, ah, oh, there's that. Guess that's a thing now. No one did that before Pulp Fiction. Oh, I'm sure somebody did it before Pulp Fiction, but you know, it was right. really close to Pulp Fiction when it came out, so it really mm-hmm. seemed like uh, there was an influence there. Whether that well, was the, or not, you never know. The mind, a, the mind finds patterns could, everywhere. Could be a ghost situation. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, John August, <laughs> can't <you> break. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, go. Man, what 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 would have happened if Go came out like a year or two before? I don't know. Been I like don't know. Tarantino, he just says <laughs> Pulp Fiction is that copy of Go. He just did Go again. He just did Go with old people. <laughs> <sighs> um, I want to say that it wouldn't have been as big of a deal because it's not as good. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, you know, Reservoir Dogs but, came out before Pulp Fiction and, and didn't make the splash. Yeah. Even though it has a lot it. of the same elements. Yeah. But uh, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe we'd be talking about Go now. <laughs> um, Armageddon, he directed. I think that's a good movie. I never saw it. You never saw Armageddon? Nah. You are about to lose your citizenship. I just skipped it. <sighs> um, that's a great movie. Okay, great's too much, but it's really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, those, those are all the ones I like. He did The it, Island, which was not good. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see Pearl Harbor. I didn't see Port Harbor either. I heard that was atrocious. Um, yeah, I did too. Uh, not interested in the movie uh, anyway. So. But yeah, he really hasn't done a whole bunch. But yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that. <laughs> it's a short list. Yeah. Relatively speaking. Because it really looks like Bad Boys was his first big movie then. Yeah. That's probably why it was, like, all interesting. Yeah. He was trying really hard. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... So, are we going to do our True Blood talk now? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're supposed to do that. This is the preamble, I guess. Mm-hmm. End of preamble. The end of preamble. Beep. Preamble over. For those of you who need a beep to tell you when things are over. <laughs> Beepers. <sighs> All right. So um, it's been a little while since we did a True Blood podcast, and uh, quite a bit has happened since then. So we're just going to breezily go through. Uh, <laughs> like a breeze. Like a breeze. That's what I meant by breezily. Wow. Uh, the three episodes that have happened since the last podcast. So. Uh, Sit back and relax. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I assume that's what you're going to say. Yeah. That'll work. Make yourself some hot cocoa. Pick up your heels. Two marshmallows. Marshmallows are gross. And tasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Um. All right, so I think it was episode eight that... um. 
I think seven was the last one we podcast about. So eight, nine, and ten were the last three. That's right. Um, so let's see. Episode eight. Let's kind of go through what happened there. Uh, I mean, okay. the, these last three overall have been really good. Um, increasingly good, probably. So Yeah, I would say so. I feel like the first yeah. one was the worst of the three, and it wasn't bad mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So let's see. In the beginning... Um, this is we're picking up from Suki and Eric, uh, um, well Suki and the guy going into uh, the Fellowship of the Sun Church trying to save Godric. This is sort of uh, part two of that where um, Eric comes in and uh, Eric and Godric come in and sort of rescue Suki. We pick up from uh, after Jason got shot uh, by Sarah. Uh, we find out it's just a paintball gun. Jason goes off to infiltrate uh, the church to uh, get Suki. Um, Bill is still being held captive by his maker. You know, that whole part that was boring. <laughs> um, what else is going on? Yeah, so, oh, Sam uh, finds uh, Darlene dead. And is it Darlene? Yeah, Darlene. And uh, Darlene? Is it Darlene? Daphne. Daphne. Oh, who's? Oh, Darlene's the other chick, right? Darlene's what's her name on? Wait, who oh, is Darlene? Who, who's the redhead? Oh, is that her name? I feel like there's a Darlene. What's her name? Uh. <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, is it maybe there Darlene? is a Darlene. Is she Arlene? Is it Arlene? That's what I want to say. Okay, maybe I combine Daphne and Arlene. Oh, uh, yeah, that would that would do it right there. Let me see. Thanks, yeah, Arlene. yeah, she's Arlene. All right. So um, he finds Daphne's dead. Her heart's missing. Uh, we see Marianne cooking up a treat with the heart. Uh, Jason comes in and... Uh, and helps uh, stop uh, Suki from being attacked, and uh, and Eric, you know, he's being held captive. Uh, then we have the whole next part of the episode is when um, I guess they're at the after party. The thank <laughs> thank 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 goodness we didn't see daylight after party. Uh, we could have all just died. Let's kick back and do some wine. Yeah. Uh, and um, and then meanwhile, Jessica is um, Jessica and Hoyt are continuing their frivolities mm-hmm. and uh, trying to get it on, as the kids say. Uh, are the kids still saying that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure. All right. Um, Godric addresses the traitor human guy. Um, traitor human Eric, guy. Oh yeah, he yeah. let them go, right? He let him go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, oh, Tara, Tara and Eggs are forced to eat. Uh, Eat uh, the heart souffle uh, by Marianne. 
That was gross. Really gross. Really gross. Uh, Reminded me of it being an eraser head. Oh, my goodness. Sookie and Bill try to talk, and then uh, Sookie, uh, Bill's maker comes in and ruins the potty. Um, She's an Sookie awkward gets sa- Sookie gets sassy, which surprise, surprise. <laughs> what? <laughs> and um, Dodrick intervenes and uh, makes her leave and then Bill says his last goodbyes to her and then inside where the party is um what's that dude's name? What dude? The dude who comes in. Uh the guy from Fellowship of the Shun shows up. Guy, Luke. Luke, that's right. He comes in with the bomb with silver metal attached. Ooh. So I remember at the end of this thinking, oh, the bomb's not going to go off. Mm-hmm. I thought that too. Something's going to happen, and it's not going to, you know. But it went off. That shit went off. But I did think if it went off, it wasn't going to kill any vampires. Yeah. You know, they're good about healing. I mean. Yeah. It has to be a lot of silver, and it wasn't. It just wasn't that much. It did some pretty serious property damage, mm-hmm. but uh, it didn't seem like it. Uh, it. I think they mentioned it killed like a couple, but it didn't kill anybody notable. No. Of course. That's what of I knew. Course. I just. I don't know. In my mind, they just couldn't be that close to him and live. But. Yeah. Oh well, they did. I guess Eric jumped on Sookie <laughs> or something. Well, he claims, yeah, he he supposedly stepped and, you know, sort of went in front of her to shield her. And he did take shrapnel, so, you know, she would have gotten uh, hit by those, by the shrapnel. Yeah. That wouldn't be as good a healing. And what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be harder. But, um, so, yeah, next, you want to talk about that episode and scan through the next one? Uh... Uh, I don't know. Do you, do you, I don't know what to say about it. Say about this one? Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna, I think we'll just recap the episodes that we're, we're talking about, and then we'll just talk about what, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so episode nine... Um, yeah, we pick up from the aftermath aftermath of the bomb. Uh, like we said, you know, a couple people hurt and dead. No, not nothing too crazy. Um, Eric is injured from the shrapnel from protecting Sookie and uh, begs Sookie to uh, suck the silver metal out of his skin. Which, I don't know how he could say that with a straight face. <laughs> um, and um, Jason sees that Luke is uh, basically dead because there's nothing left of him but his hand. Um, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, they showed Jason walking up to a, a, like a part of a hand on the floor. And it's got, you can see the ring, the honesty oh. ring. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That was that's Luke. There's Luke. <laughs> All right. Well, at least someone got hurt. 
Yeah, oh no, he got definitely got hurt. Um well, I hope it was worth it, Luke. Bill comes in and uh asks Suki what the hell she's doing sucking on Eric. <laughs> and uh <laughs> she tries to again. she tries to explain and then uh then we, everyone finds out that Eric tricked Suki and uh into making her drink his blood uh so he could be connected to her. Uh and in a very interesting thing that I want to point out here, um, in the conversation when Bill is explaining, he says he tells Sookie, you know, don't uh, be surprised if after this you start feeling having romantic feelings for Eric, you know, and actually being drawn to him. Um, and she was like, you know, she doesn't like Eric. She, you know, he repulses her. But you know, as we know, that does that that, that is sort of happening. Mm-hmm. But it begs the question, if I if I can use that terminology, um, <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. But okay, <laughs> it begs the question: um, isn't isn't it probably true that the same is true for Bill? That part of the reason Suki is in love with Bill is this is the same thing. That that if it wasn't the fact that she drank his blood, she might not be as attracted to him and drawn to him. He didn't. Uh, he didn't. He didn't mention that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a point there. It also, <clears throat> excuse me. It also made me wonder about um, uh, about V users. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, did they just like suddenly, you know? Envision in dreams like the vampire that their blood came from. You know <clears throat> the way they the way they show the usage. I, I don't think it's like that, and, and I don't know. They're kind of still kind of talking about V again a little bit, so maybe we'll see some more with it. Uh, because you know V was last season, and and maybe they didn't really have this idea of of it being you being drawn to who was blood yeah is. yeah but I, but I'm thinking the way they showed it it you know you're supposed to take it in very small amounts you know mm-hmm. not like you know not like actually drinking it and uh you know so I think um I don't I don't think it has that I don't think it has that effect now maybe you could say that's part of the addiction is you know you get this low dosage of this attraction to a vampire, you know, which is basically making you want to do V more, you know. Yeah. To get that that blood or something. So maybe that's part of that's, you know, that's the part of the addictive quality. Mhm. Also um uh Lafayette earlier in the season drank Eric's blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that mean he's like thinking about Eric now? Like well, we haven't really shown that, but you know, he he took some serious gulps. I mean, he took it to yeah. to, to heal from that gunshot. He got more than Sookie did, probably. Yeah, I, I think that ha- that that has to be true, and I don't know what they're gonna do about it or if they'll bring it up. But but yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think that that should be true. Because I mean, that was the whole point is is so that he can know what Lafayette is. Yeah, that's right. He did say yeah. that. And to me, I thought that was cool because it's like, you know, she's she's got like what Suki has with Bill. Like if if something happened and Eric was inclined, he could go rescue him. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. it's kind of like a safety net. It's like, you know, it's not a bad trade-off. Yeah. 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 It does it does seem like a new idea though. It does. <laughs> Cuz yeah. I do think they want us to think that uh you know what it is though? <clears throat> Why I think they told us this idea because the, the 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 being able to sense their feelings is is not new, but the romantic attraction is new. Yeah, I think what that is is the same thing that we that I was questioning earlier was um, because we knew sort of from the books that Suki and Eric, uh, you know, they, there's a love triangle between them two and Bill. Yeah, and it was like, how are they going to get to that point where you know, even if Eric likes Suki romantically. Suki would like. What could they possibly do to make Suki like him? Yeah. And the first thing they did, I think, was show him vulnerable when he gave himself up for Godric. Mm-hmm. You know, in the church. Yeah. And and then the second thing is is this. <clears throat> you know. Um, yeah. And they did basically told us like, and I think that's how they're they're really using that to speed along the process. Yeah. He can't, you know, we don't have, they don't have time for, you know, Eric's just to be like a nice guy and change his personality to make right. Suki like him. It's like, eh, we'll do this. We'll make him a little bit nicer and we'll, get, get, you know, do the give, blood thing. Yeah, give it a boost. Mm-hmm. Where it's really against her will. Because I, I, I think they want us to think that, you know, her attraction to Bill was sort of not... You know, to whatever extent that played a part, it you know she would have done it on her own anyway. Well, I mean, I think she was already interested in him before she yeah drank his yeah. blood, and yeah. I think they kind of just you know it was the kind of thing where they they just kept rolling with that, and of course they got closer and you know, but in retrospect, now that we know this, it's like you got to look back and say, well, <laughs> you know, maybe it would have been different if mm-hmm. it wasn't for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely um, a strange bit of vampire stuff that I've not really heard before. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things the show's really good about. I, I mean, I think, and I, I'm not a vampire mythology expert, but <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I know it says it on my business card, but the printer I use is really bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many wrong things printed <laughs> over the years. So yeah. many. <laughs> really, really, you should definitely. Uh, you should definitely it's, such a, it's such a good deal. Okay, it better be. It's such a good deal. All right. Well, long as you're finally, saving money. That's that's funny. It's like after all these years, we we finally know why my business cards were always screwed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a revelation. The final, the final mystery. Wow. That's why. Wow, we should have saved that for the uh, for the <laughs> final lost podcast. <laughs> we'll have to reveal some other secrets in that one. Yeah, there'll be there'll be more secrets. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but uh, so okay, True Blood. Right. Right. So, what uh, so I think uh, I think what you're saying uh, about um, about this 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 blood power is uh, is um, <laughs> is right. I was looking for a good name for it, blood power. Thank you. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I think that's it's definitely a bit of a plot contrivance. Yeah. To 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 move the plot in the direction they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not really sure. You know, I'm not really sure how good this is going to be. Uh, I'm I'm somewhat worried. My experience with uh, romance triangles is uh, here's the thing. They here's can be the pretty me, tedious. Here's the thing. One, we'll, we'll, I'll say again. I'm sure later is one thing about True Blood is they don't bat average. Yeah, like so many of the things I thought would be like at best really good, they're like no 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 we're not even gonna deal with that we're gonna we're gonna shoot way above that and they mm-hmm. usually do, and so I think I think if they go in that direction it'll be interesting. I think I think the, and it won't be it won't be typical when they when they set up things that seems typical they they never turn out typical. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, Marianne, she's this evil influence that comes into town. I know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you God. Know. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah oh, Jason, wow. he's going to get in this cult church. Oh, I know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that didn't, yeah, that didn't turn out how I thought it would either. You know, um, so they, so I, I, I say, have faith, my friend. I think uh, I, I, I expect it'll, it'll, it'll be worth it somehow, and it'll be interesting. And at the very least, I, I am getting tired of Sookie and Bill just being, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been okay this season since they've kind of been on, a, on the like, you know, detective squad together. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but if it was another season of them just going on dates and stuff. You know, that would have been a bit much, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I think this is this is time for the for the love birds to have a some sort of separation. Mhm. You know. Um and then, you know, cuz that has to happen and then it'll cuz it has to be more drama and conflict, so. Right. More more more. More more more. All right. All right. All right, so the rest of this episode, Jason and Suki talk and make up about their problems. And it's cool because you realize that, uh, you know, they had a scene like this before, after Gran died. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you realize, oh, yeah, they're brothers and sister. And that, you know, they they have this sort of history that is not on the show. Yeah. You know. And uh, and it's cool to see that and go, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> they don't just know each other; they're like, you know. Yeah, it's been easy to forget that this season because yeah. they were totally apart for most of the season, mm-hmm. doing their own thing. Uh, they they were. So, it was much more apparent in the first season. Yeah, totally. But yeah, they they quickly uh, reestablished that once they were in the same place again. Uh, what 
so the Marianne storyline, she, um, what is she doing? What are you doing, Marianne? Who, me? Yes, you. I'm not doing nothing. I don't believe you, Marianne. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Oh, this is, yeah, so this is the aftermath of the night, and Tara is all beat up, and she's thinking she's going crazy, and, you know, some, something's wrong. She's getting suspicious. Um, Hoyt, and, uh, Hoyt sort of stands up to his mama uh, about Jessica. Go, Hoyt. And that storyline. Marianne comes down to the station to look for... Um, Sam Merlot. Uh and uh she comes in and sees Sam is gone. He has turned into a housefly. Ooh. And flown away. Um back at Tara's house or should say Suki's house. Um or Marianne's <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um and uh and uh they're having game night or something and uh Lafayette and Tara's mom come in and uh fight to grab her and they uh take her out of there. And then Godric um has a little meeting and he talks to the head PR lady or whatever she is. Uh and he basically uh loses his sheriff title. But of course he doesn't care cuz he's going to kill himself. Oh. And uh Eric says his goodbye and the rooftop and uh Suki stays there and uh in a great line uh Godric uh smiles and says that uh he never thought uh he'd he'd be dying with a human crying by his side and that in two thousand years he could still be surprised. And then he burst into blue flame. <sighs> Goodbye, Godric. We hardly knew ye. <laughs> we really hardly knew ye. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so overall, two really good episodes. Yep. Uh, so you want to review the the last one, the newest one? Uh, yeah. Or do you want to stop here? You stop here and talk about it? Do you want to? What? Stop here and talk about it. About 10? About, no. <laughs> ah! Do you... <laughs> okay. Do you, do you want to... I'm just asking what you want to do. Well, I'm asking what are the options. Okay, the options are we talk about the ones you just described or you describe the next one and then we talk about them all. Yeah, I I say we talk we describe the next one and then talk about them all. Okay. But don't you have that 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 episode? I have it. Yeah. 
Okay, good. <laughs> I don't have it. Oh, oh, you want me to do it? <laughs> That's what I meant when I said, do you want to describe the next episode? Oh, I thought you were saying, do you want me to describe the next episode? Yes, that's what I meant. No, you were saying that. So, so do I want you to describe the next episode? I thought that's what you were saying. It was. Who's on first? Well, then, yeah, I do want you to describe <laughs> it, but you don't have it. So, um, uh, I want you to describe it too. <laughs> There's this thing on Wikipedia, but let me let me let me try to do. I guess are you just like skimming through it? Yeah, I was just skimming through it. All right, let's let's see. Which is why it was such a bad review. Let's see if I can do this. Oops, no sound. Thank you. Uh, all right. So what happens? Uh, so we open up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! An hour later. Let's see. Oh, yeah, this is a dream sequence with Sookie and Eric, and she's hanging out with him, and and they're doing stuff. Uh, uh, I guess he's crying about Godric because Godric just died. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up, and I guess they're driving in the bus, uh, Jason and her, uh, back to Balls Hall. Mm-hmm. And they're just... Talking, I don't remember what they're talking about. Then we get the credits. Uh, then we move over to oh, Sam and Andy in the motel room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam ends up going there. Did you say that in the previous one? Oh, I probably didn't. All right. Anyway, that's what happened. So they're there now. Yeah, and Sam was a fly for a little while, and he went and observed Marianne, and then he went and flew over to uh, where Pete was staying. Is it Pete? Andy. Andy. <laughs> uh yeah, Andy's sorta of like banished and disgraced and and Sam's on the run from the law. Yeah. And Marianne. Perhaps more urgently. Andy has a great line in this episode. Oh, what is it? Oh, I'll say it later. Oh, okay. Mystery. So, oh yeah, we'll have to wait for that. So then they talk. I don't remember what they talk about. Um and then we go over to uh, to Bill's house, and at Bill's house, uh, it looks like it looks like we got um, uh, Ho- Hoyt's mom, who's who's black eyed, and uh, Hoyt and uh, what's her name are there too, of course. Uh, and so it looks like there's a bit of a to do about all of this. Um, <laughs> and I guess I guess Bill and uh looks like Jason and Sookie are there as well, uh uh is is slightly wondering uh slightly wondering? That's a weird that's not what I wanna say. Is just wondering what uh what her deal is. Mhm. And so I guess um uh yeah, then they talk. Uh and then and then she starts playing Wii. Yeah, they say they say playing Wii uh, focuses them, and uh, you saw Shaun of the Dead, right? Yeah. 
It, that reminded me of that of, of the uh, oh man, it's sort of a spoiler. Yeah, I should say spoiler. This is the end of Shaun of the Dead. Oh dear. Great, great movie if you haven't seen it. But um, at the very end of Shaun of the Dead, uh, you know he and his he and his best friend who got turned into a zombie are playing the video game, and that you know he kind of just it pacifies him to play the video game. So that reminded me of that when when they did that to uh, Hoyt's mom. With the Wii. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they're basically zombies. <laughs> yeah. They're, you know. they're a bit smarter than zombies, but but they are zombies in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're more complicated, but... Um, you know, they can think to a certain extent. Um uh, okay, so then, then, uh, then we... I, I don't remember what the outcome of that scene was, but, uh... Basically, like everybody left and to go do other things, and then Hoyt and Jessica, I think, had to stay there with with uh, with their with the mom. Yeah. Because I think uh, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Jason's gonna go to this to find uh, Sam, right? Didn't he say he's going to Marlots? Oh, you're right. You're right. I think he leaves from her lots. Yeah. And Bill Thank and Sookie you. leave to go. Bill and Sookie leave to go to Sookie's house. Yeah. Because she's got to check in, and you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I guess in the motel room, uh, Andy and uh, Sam get a call from Arlene uh, to come down. Uh, there and so they go, uh, come down there, come down to Merlot's, um, uh, and so they go. And when they arrive, they find that she is, uh, you know, black-eyed, and uh, and there's a whole Bushy bunch of tails. there's a whole bunch of people there also black-eyed, and they want to get Sam. That's their primary mission for uh, Marianne. So there's a confrontation. Um, um where where they uh where they get him uh and uh i guess i guess the ending of this uh is uh they sam and andy lock themselves in a freezer yeah they're trying to escape and they the only place they could get to was in the freezer just to buy them some time which i thought was a horrible idea but but Sam was right. It, he said, you know, we're alive for now. Give him, give him some time to uh, figure something out. Yeah. Plus, Sam always has a backup plan. Now, you know, now that he can turn to a fly, you know, mm-hmm. the, as long as no one knows the secret, he can he can use that and really escape a lot of situations, you know. Yeah, yeah, Even that's in a good that, one. You know, I mean, you got to be careful because someone could swat him. Right, right. You know, uh, and in the freezer, he might it might be too cold for him to be a fly. So I don't know, but um, but anyway, he's got that ace up his sleeve, which he uses later. Um, you're right. Yeah, he does. Um, we'll be getting to that soon. So uh, then we go over to uh, to Lafayette and Tara's mom's intervention with her. Uh, which isn't going so well because she's got the black eyes and there's really not much they can do about it. Um, mm-hmm. 
that's pretty much all that happens there. Then we go over to Sookie's house, and uh, there's this uh, sculpture in the front yard, um, and uh, and and then they uh, go inside, and it's uh, it's gotten a bit creepy inside. Um, it's like uh, Halloween exploded inside. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Uh, it's been thoroughly decorated uh, in a fashion that Sookie would have would not have done herself. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you translated that from another language. <laughs> <laughs> I like to speak English like it's translated from another language. Yeah, you do. It's nice. It's my preferred style. Um... Yeah, so they they sort of look around for a while, and then uh, oh, then we go back. Oh, I guess she called Lafayette uh, for some reason. <laughs> I don't remember why she decided to do that. Uh, what? Who called Lafayette? Or maybe she called Tara's phone. She well, they went they went to her. Are you talking about Suki? Yeah. Didn't she go in there because she's looking for Tara? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was her house, you know, so I feel like she wanted to go there anyway. But, yeah, she probably wanted to see Tara as well. Well, I'm just, I'm trying to remember, but she knew Tara was living there. Yeah, yeah, she, she let her live there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, but that was the thing is she wanted to check on Tara, so that's why she called Lafayette. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Because the house was creepy and Tara was nowhere to be found and everyone is black-eyed, so she's worried. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, I think that's what happened. Yeah, that's, that's, I kind of missed that part. When they drive into town, the town's, like, falling apart. Like, people in the streets yeah, are banging their heads into posts and, like, nothing's operating normally. And it's just like, uh, you know, the, the whole town has lost it. Um uh, so uh, then, at a certain point, uh, Mary Ann appears, and uh, there's a little confrontation here. Um, <laughs> uh, to say the least. I guess I guess Bill uh, Bill tries to to fight her off by biting her, and uh, and he ends up um, getting really sick uh, from. Uh, sucking her blood, I guess. Um, and she laughs about it, and then uh, Sookie is none too happy about that. So she uh, touches her face, and some light comes out of it. Her hand, uh, don't really know what happened there. Um, and neither does Marianne, uh, but it does seem to hold her off for the time being. Uh, and so her and Bill leave. Uh, then we go over to uh, Sam and Andy in the freezer. Sam's a drinking. Uh, I guess they're staying warm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Andy's drinking too. Uh, and then so Jason, Jason the badass, arrives uh, and starts to. Uh, oh, you mean Captain America? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, starts to equip himself uh, very thoroughly. Um, uh, but he goes with the primary weapon of a chainsaw. 
and uh and and uh decides to storm the place um with that uh he sees the crazy zombies doing their crazy zombie thing um and uh and then he gets in there and tries to threaten them with the chainsaw but they are not uh uh particularly uh impressed or frightened uh because they're zombies. Um, they're excited by it, and yeah, they enjoy it. And so, so he takes, uh, so he takes Arlene hostage, um, which uh, which seems to sort of work. Uh, and and he he gets them to go outside, uh, um, and and then lets Andy and uh, Sam out of the freezer. Uh, but, um, unfortunately, uh, the zombies just come back in <laughs> once he <laughs> lets her go. Oops. Wasn't the best plan there, Jason, but okay. Was, I um, mean, I, you can't blame Jason for that. You gotta blame the writers for that. that yeah. Was, that was, they took some liberties in terms of how they had to find the zombie people. Because all of a sudden they're talking normal and they've got their normal personalities and they're cracking jokes and mm-hmm. Ch- Terry's like ordering them. There's a hierarchy forming and like yeah, you Terry's know, like a leader somehow. Yeah, it was. It was all of a sudden. It wasn't that they were just mindless, I mean, and not mindless, but just uh, obsessed. Uh, you know, with with. Uh, with doing, you know, certain things. They just, they just, it was like they snapped out of it and were normal. Yeah. But, but, you know, we're bad, but just like normal, normal, normal personality. Mission, you know? Yeah, exactly. Normal with a mission. And it was like, and but then they, they snapped back to the other thing. Yeah. It was, I thought, I thought that was really inconsistent. It was jarring, I think. And I, and I think they really that was the best way they could get Jason to rescue them was, well, we basically need them out of the picture for a second. (laughs) (laughs) And, and that's what, and he, and yeah, it was just weird how he, when he, uh, uh, got Darlene, Arlene hostage and, and it was kind of working, but then she was like, yeah, kill me. And everyone else was like, kill her. But then Terry was like, no, don't kill her. And then he's like, you you think his his the real Terry's going to snap out of it but he doesn't no <laughs> it was weird i thought that was weird it, it yeah it was it was it was pretty it was awkward mm-hmm. but uh basically since they want sam sam decides to give himself up and so they take him uh and kind of leave uh andy and jason alone mm-hmm. um then we go back over to the intervention with Tara, uh, which is still uh, not going well. Um, uh, a uh, young lady shows up uh, wanting some <laughs> V, I guess, from Lafayette, and uh, he uh, he tries to brush her off. Uh, it doesn't go so well. Bill shows up and uh, threatens her with his teeth, and so she runs away. Um uh Yeah, so I guess Bill and Sookie are there now. Uh, and they uh they they go in and 
and they see Tara. Sookie tries to read her. He doesn't. She did, she doesn't see anything. Um, but uh, I think uh, let's see. How does this How does this end? Uh, I guess he decides to glamour her. Mm-hmm. I think that's the end of this this little bit of this story. Okay, then we go back over to um, then we go back over to the zombies at Merlots, um, who are. Uh, uh, who attached Sam to the top of a car, I guess, to drive him over to Mariana, I presume. But uh, Jason, uh, Jason and Andy hatch another plan to uh, <laughs> to uh, to rescue him, uh, a plan that is probably the silliest thing I've seen on this show. Yeah. Uh, where uh, uh, this is this reminded me of Shaun of the Dead. Uh, <laughs> where uh, yeah, it's very Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Jason decides that he's going to impersonate Dionysus <laughs> using flares and a and a branch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's and, a and some uh, and some like goggles. Uh, and so he stands he stands on uh on this vehicle and says that he wants Sam and he tries to convince them that he's the he's he's the god that they're gonna mm-hmm. sacrifice him to. Um and it works. They they actually believe him. It's there's some initial skepticism but that, that branch horn really uh seals the deal. And, yeah, uh, well, it was, you know, then Sam gets a bright idea and tells Jason to to, to smite him. Right. You know, to gesture and, and do a, you know, to get it over with. And then, you know, I love that line when Jason isn't getting it and Sam says, smite me, motherfucker. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a really long exchange where he keeps telling him to smite him yeah, and he doesn't and he, hear him uh, or understand. I love the smitey motherfucker because you know the zombie people heard it. Yeah. You know, you just know they heard it because this scene is too ridiculous. You know. Yeah. They, they can hear that and it not and it can still play out. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, this this scene is, yeah, it's so silly. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah. Because like what's going on here is pretty serious and insane and frightening, but this mm-hmm. scene is just silly. Like there's, well, you it's know, hard just, to take it seriously. The way they try to make it work is, and I think they set it up in the in the first scene when when they come and you know to to sort of rescue Dar. Uh, I want to call her Darlene to rescue Arlene, uh, and they show they show the people from the zombies' perspective. Yeah. Uh, and it's all like sort of blurry. Yeah. And then so when so then when Jason is doing his whole thing as Dionysus and has the flares, they show us that version again where it's, it doesn't look like Jason with flares. Right. You know, and they, so I think they tried to like smooth that idea out with that, with like, oh, you know, they're not seeing like we normally see. Right. You know. Yeah, which, their which vision no is fully enough that, you know. They're convinced that he's actually a god. <laughs> yeah, because they have cataracts now, you know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> glaucoma. Uh, but you're right. The definitely the uh, the uh, the uh, climax or the most convincing part of all this is uh, Sam gets the idea to 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 have have uh, have the gods smite him and and at that moment he transforms into the fly so it looks like he just like vanished 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so that's pretty that's pretty convincing. If I saw that, you know, uh, as silly as Jason looks, it would you know it would it would definitely uh, make me uh, yeah. wonder what happened. Um, if I didn't already know. So mm-hmm. uh, so everybody's suitably impressed, but I think the audience knows what happened there. Um, uh, and uh, but but Andy and Jason don't actually know what happened. Yeah. Um, because they don't know uh, they don't know what Sam's deal is. Um, so they're just sort of looking around, baffled. Uh, after that, then we go back over to um, uh oh, Sam comes out. Uh, and he's yeah, naked, Sam, and and he says he'll explain later. Yeah, Sam comes out to put out the fires or whatever, and yeah, he obviously doesn't have his clothes. Right. As you know, yeah, he his clothes. Uh, are still there from when he changed. Okay, then we go back over to the intervention and Bill's trying to uh trying to glamour Tara uh to uh I guess they wanna what do they want to do here? Read her mind? Is that the goal? Well they're trying to yeah, they're trying to get through to really to Tara, you know, to Tara subconscious basically. Uh because her the top layer is basically Mary Ann's influence. Um, and so they're, they're trying, she couldn't get past Marianne's sort of blockage. And so Bill is trying to glamour Tara to sort of focus her and, uh, and soften her up for Sookie to, you know, penetrate deeper, deeper than she's ever gone before. I knew that line was coming before he said that. I was like, Oh God. Like this is the point where she's going to have to she's going to have to really dig deep cuz she never try, you know, it's not like she yeah. tries to read people's minds. She wants to not do it mostly. Yeah. So, yeah, um uh this technique appears to work. Uh eventually there's this short montage of stuff that happened with her that we've seen and uh and then uh at the end of that her eyes uh, go back to normal and it's Tara again. Mhm. She's back. And, so basically uh, the, you know, Suki unblocked, you know, the mental block that was there, and Tara now remembers everything she did and and uh, under Marianne's influence. Oh, she does? Yeah. Well, that that was that's why she reacted the way she did the rest of the scene. That's why she was crying and apologizing to everybody because... You know, that's why, that's why she said she was crazy. Because she remembered, she re- I mean, Good that's point. why we saw, those memories that we saw were were for us and for her. I mean, that yeah. was, I mean, they're really more for her because we already saw them. Right, right. Um, so it was, it was basically Sookie, you know, like popping that, that cork or whatever. And so, right. you know, Tara, Tara basically took over control now of herself. Um, and, uh and so, yeah, but that's, I mean, can you imagine, you know, learning uh, if you did all that stuff and learning that, like, oh, my God, and knowing that you weren't under your own control? Like, oh, my God, I just I, I did, you know, all the crazy stuff she did. You know, she, she's she got to feel pretty bad. <laughs> um. Yeah, 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 you you're know? right. I, I knew that at the time. I just couldn't remember it when I was watching it. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that would be a weird thing to remember. Um uh I don't recommend it to anyone. Um if you're going to do it, at least don't remember it. Yeah. Um 
Then we have a pretty long scene where Suki and Bill talk, and uh, uh, I guess the outcome of this scene is, um, in part at least, they realize, I think they realize what Marianne is. Well, is that Bill, right? well, Suki asked Bill, you know, what she is, and Bill says he has an idea. He doesn't exactly say. He says he once read about, you know, some ancient creatures, um, you know, because Suki repeats the phrase uh, that Tara and, 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 and people were chanting, and Bill had read had heard one of the names and remember this from reading about these ancient creatures, and he has an idea of what they are. He doesn't say... Oh, okay. I don't think he says what, but he says he he might, and well, Suki says, you know, what is she, and how do we kill her? Because <laughs> that's Suki, man. She's bloodthirsty. <laughs> uh, not that she doesn't is not a hundred percent provocated to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's, <laughs> I just love that. She's like, what is she? More importantly, how do we kill her? Mm-hmm. So Bill thinks that he might know someone who might might have more knowledge about this this creature ah, that he thinks that Marianne was the is. Outcome. That was the outcome. Yeah. Okay, okay. So he's going to go see the queen. He, Yeah, we find out he goes to see the queen. Suki's going to stay there, you know, um, and uh, and hopefully she can do whatever she did to Marianne again. Uh, but she doesn't even know what she did, so. Yeah, yeah, that's... You know, uh, so the the two things I wanted to bring up about this episode, because this is the, that's the end, right? Basically, well, Bill let, me, let me the just queen. let me just quickly uh, mention uh, the one other scene that happens. Uh, um, Hoyt's mom provokes Jessica into biting her, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then and then we see um, Bill arrive at the Queen's place. Yeah, but we don't see the queen or what the conversation is. So yeah, that's the end. Yeah, we see in the queen in in the throne a a, a a body, the foot of a body, and there's blood dripping, and we we don't know what to make of that, and they just cut off of that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that was a little longer than I wanted it to be, but oh well. <laughs> we got through it. We made it eventually. Um. So the two big things in this episode. That I that I think you know are, are are pretty big in terms of the show and really cool is what Suki did to Marianne mm-hmm. and 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 Tara and Tara's whole story this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start with Tara. I think it's I'll start with her. So what I realized with this episode is remember in season one the whole thing was. Tara's mom thought she was she had a demon inside of her and that's why she was an alcoholic. Yeah. And all that stuff. And they went to the, 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 the healer in the in the bus or whatever and she did the whole thing and Tara's mom thought she was healed and Tara thought it was nonsense and you know, but then, you know, she went back and forth on that, you know, whether or not this lady had real powers or not. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, if demons were real or not, you know, and the as as the audience, you know, we made our decision. Did we really think there's a demon or not? Right. Um, and then, you know, we they get over all that, and lo and behold, a demon walks into town. Mm-hmm. And this whole season has been Tara getting under the influence of basically a demon. 
And it's interesting because <laughs> to, to, to realize that that's the exact parallel, you know, or, or I should say the opposite of what happened with Tara's mom. You know, it, it seemed preposterous, yeah, that, that a demon would be under your, you know, controlling you. But the way they played it out made it realistic, and, you know, and, and as realistic as that could be in terms of Marianne. Like, this is a way that a demon could technically be possessing you and making you do things that, you know, but it's not the way we thought it would be when Tara's mom said she had a demon. Right. You know, and I think there's something smart about bringing up an idea and and basically saying, no, that's not really true, and then introducing that idea and and, and, and not even the audience doesn't even know that, that you're just showing that. Right. Until they kind of say it, like, (laughs) I, so I just think that was, that was a very, very bit of genius on their part in terms of writing. The weird thing was, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't make that connection with the season one stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I think that's, um, a good connection to make. I, if uh, the the weird thing was in in the outcome of that to me was that uh, you know they they run into that lady later and she's like working at Walgreens or something, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know and you were, and you find out that that persona is just something she did. Um, yeah, you know to make money basically. Um, and so, to me, that meant it was all, you know, it was a placebo there, yeah. effect, basically. Yeah, don't exist. Yeah, like, she, you know, her, Tara's mom thought that that's what happened and mm-hmm. believed what was going on. And so, you know, it worked, just, you know, just by her yeah. own belief in it working. Um, uh, but nothing real supernatural transpired there. Like, I feel like yeah. that was the outcome of that. Um, but I do I do wonder if there's any connection between that and the fact that it looks like Marianne killed her. Marianne killed the, the Walgreens lady? Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, I don't know how, because I think... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because when, when Tara left the Walgreens or whatever, wasn't that the same night she she ran into Marianne when she was coming back into town or something? Oh, God. Really? Maybe. Yeah. Seems like that's right, but I really don't remember at all. Because it's basically saying, yeah, demons don't exist, and then she you know, almost runs over a naked demon and the pig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Anyway, when I made that connection between the season one stuff, I thought because that's a you know that's a that's a that's a long arc. Yeah. You know this sort of underlying thing, and and it's it's just so weird that I mean, interesting how how they portrayed that and how Tara is now in the position where her mom was, and it's like you know her mom thinks she was possessed by a demon. Now Tara knows how even if even if whether or not she believes her mom was. Just the fact that she went through that, um, you could you lends validity to that fact. I mean, you know, here you know, because Tara was experienced being under some something else's control. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I thought that was that was really interesting, and uh, you know, totally, you know, that's such a strange storyline for for characters to have. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. 
whether or not demon is possessing you, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they and they even you know, in this um uh no, it was in the previous one. They even showed Marianne like tempting Tara's mom with alcohol. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, like she knew, yeah. Which which makes some kind of connection, I think, with um you know, what she thought the demon was doing. Yeah. Originally. You know, driving her to drink too much. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, act uh violently when she did. I mean, if you think about all the stuff that her mom did, that's Marianne stuff. Yeah. It was total Marianne stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I have a feeling Marianne, you know, we saw her show up into town. Mm-hmm. When, when we saw her the first time, but, um, but I don't know. Uh, you know, because Sam, I mean, she was there with Sam when Sam was little, but I don't know if that was the same. Is that supposed to be in Bonton or not? Because he's, he's not from there. Yeah, that's right. He was from somewhere else originally. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where that was. It seemed like she had just come into town, but, but, I, but I'd be interested to see if they try to tell us that that uh, Tara's mom was, was, that Marianne was doing that to her, too. I wonder whose house that was. Which house? The original house. Oh, yeah. We'll never find out. I know. I know. I was just like, what was up with that house? Well, it's weird, because in this, in this episode, when, when Suki says, you know, this is my house, and Mary says, this is my house now, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that's probably something like what she did to that first house. Yeah, I mean, she says like she was just staying there and whatever. But I bet like if she she acted like it was her house, and I bet whosoever house it was, she kicked she basically kicked them out. Yeah, or ate them or something. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And just took ownership of it because she wanted it because that's what she does. Right. Right. But um. It's weird. The thing that's. It seems it seems strange that she's doing all this just for Sam. Like I, it's hard for me to believe. Well, I think that it all for whatever reason. Well, well, they said they said that they want Sam for the sacrifice, and that apparently the God is coming. Right. Dionysus or the devil or somebody. You know, guess who's coming to dinner, right? (laughs) Um. Uh, Are we really going to see Dionysus in person on this show? I I would have to imagine. Here, here's what I'm thinking. I'm, I don't know I, if I'm ready for that. Here's what I'm thinking, and I, I'm I'm usually wrong, but I I don't see. I think they'll be hard pressed to defeat Marianne. Mm-hmm. And if 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 Marianne is telling the truth and 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 it sort of would would follow that that the her god or whatever whoever she serves is is significantly more powerful. Mm-hmm. I I just don't see how they how they deal how can they deal, how they would deal with that. So I would imagine. I would imagine that they they end up stopping it by killing her first or something like okay. that. Okay. So we never or, we never or, get to see. Yeah. 
Or, I mean, I don't, or maybe, you know, he, he will only come if there's a sacrifice at that time, mm-hmm. and it, you know, something like that. And if they miss the window, he won't show up or, right. you know, I'm wondering if he's coming, whether or not they get Sam, you know. Right, right. But he could, but, you know, Sam is special and, and there's something about, uh, and I think he's he's made more special by being unwilling to be under her control, so mm-hmm. I think somehow that's a, that's that's just more of a prize um, for for Dionysus or whatever. Right. Right. But you know what? I do have to say this whole idea of the sacrifice finally, I think, kind of puts her her modus operandi into perspective. Um. Because, you know, we kept wondering, like, why does she sort of do all of this, you know, sort of make people do things, to, even if she's feeding off of it, like, well, how much could she really be getting out of it? Because she's, she's <clears throat> making them do it more than she's yeah. tricking them into doing it or anything like that. Right. Um, but I think the sacrifice part of it is, uh, it, it is, the, is, the, is, you know, that's just, that's a means to an end, you know. And the sacrifice is the sort of the result uh, of, the, of of creating all this chaos and stuff is is being able to do these like sacrifices, which makes sense. You know that gives her a reason to want to do all this, mm-hmm. even if it's just her controlling them. The reason is so they can do these sacrifices, right? And you know do all the other whether what other you know job functions she has as a as a demon, <laughs> <laughs> you know. It kind of seemed like she had to build up to it. Yeah, yeah, it did. It seems like yeah, it had to it had to build up. But she didn't. I mean, I think part of that is storytelling. I just I don't yeah. see them. Even if like if she didn't have to build up, like you know, we get where we are now in the third episode. Like that just doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. But you know, it does. It definitely seems like she has to do that. Yeah, because I mean, now you have the black-eyed people you know, nowhere near her, just, mm-hmm. like, doing their own thing, whereas you know what before I, yeah. it seemed like they were just, you know, the ones she was directly controlling. I think I think the idea is the more she was, you know, putting them under her control, the more, the less, the, the more, the more of themselves they were losing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so basically, yeah, which ties into, to, you know, her 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 ability to control them. So basically, the more she did it, the longer she could control them. And I think I think we were supposed to get the idea they were blacking out longer too. Yeah. As 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 they went on, and then to the point where you know now they're just they're always blacked out. They're mm-hmm. always under her control. So. Yeah. That's definitely part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, yeah, the the whole Terra storyline, I, I thought that was pretty cool and interesting, and we'll see what happens. You know, she she tried to go, you know, she wanted to go rescue Eggs because she realizes what he's, you know, what's going on now. Mm-hmm. But uh, no one's gonna let her go do that. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, oh my god. <laughs> I, he's probably gonna die. Uh, I think he's gonna die. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um. So Sorry, the Ed. other, the other thing that I thought 
took the show to really an, an, an another level. I, I think there's been a couple things that have made the show better than anyone could expect. Number one was when they said there's other things in the world besides vampires and werewolves. Mm-hmm. I thought that that opened it up to another level. I think Marianne opened it up to another level. Mm-hmm. So they're ba- basically following that, you know, showing us something crazy that's in the world. Yeah. And uh, and the other thing uh, was when Marianne, uh, Suki touched Marianne's face when when her hand lit up and 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 fended her off. Uh, that was that was another uh, another jump, man. That was. To me, that was pretty spectacular because, you know, they they talked about in season one how special Sookie was and everyone says, what are you? And, you know, that was that sort of, you know, the original mystery. I guess it's kind of like Smokey, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, but it, but you forget, you know, you, you think, oh, she's just a telepath and, and that's and you forget that there's more to it than that. And this was a big reminder that there's a lot more going on with her than than telepathy. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I thought it was really really cool. And it's a and it's such a you know, cuz you cuz we were wondering how how are they going to fight off Marianne? And you know, my thought was Godric was going to be the oh, uh, yeah. strong enough. And then then he got killed and killed himself. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what are they going to do? And 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 our, the answer was there all along, you know. Suki wasn't in, you know, Suki wasn't in town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time to reveal something like that. That does make me wonder, though, uh, about that other telepath guy um, mm-hmm. in Dallas. And you know, is he the same species as Sookie? Could he do this hand light thing as well? Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, and you know, how is she like that? I mean. Well, is, is I have like spontaneously born like that. Were her parents like that? Was her grandmother uh, like that? I, what about Jason? You know. Before we get to all that, I, I have a theory about what Suki might be, I, and I don't think you're going to like it. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I think uh, my friend Ben at work, I think, uh, thought of this idea. Okay. We were talking about this a while. Ago. We were actually talking about this a while ago, and and I don't know if this is in the books or whatever, but um, basically, the idea uh, is that she's she's an angel. And as much as I would say that no, they wouldn't do that. It is pretty much the direct opposite of a demon. Mhm. And we already are working with pretty much a demon on our hands. And it makes sense with the white light. Um which did look cool by the way. Now, here's the caveat that I want to say this immediately is that I don't think they're probably ever going to say the A word even if they go in that direction in which, you know, she could be whatever they want. It could, this might not even be it. But I'd, if 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 that's the basic idea, I don't think they would say the A word. And number two, they would make it interesting. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't just be uh, anything conventional. They would. They would put a true blood twist on that idea, mm-hmm. which would be interesting. So that's uh, that's my big sookie thing. Wow. 
I would not have thought of that. I think something like that's probably true. Okay, but then I mean, does that does that? I mean, mean now it could, it could be that she's a you know they could say she's a witch, a good witch. You know, I mean that was one of the early ideas that she's some sort of witch. I mean, she's some sort of magical creature, obviously. Yeah. Um. So whatever they label it, you know. Right. You know, she's got to be close to something. You know, they can't invent anything entirely new, so. I guess I'm wondering how she got that way, you know. I would imagine she was always that way, and it's the same with, uh, like, you know. Her parents I just, just spontaneously birthed an angel? Like, that just seems really... Have you read the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the part where that happens, but uh no, I haven't. Um well there there was there was uh you know some some special birthing going on in in, in somewhere in there. Uh there were, there num- was number birthing, one yes. and number two there were a lot more fantastical things than that. Yeah. But I digress. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. I mean it's not it's not as though they couldn't say that. It's just you know, it's stra- it's strange realism a little bit, and I yeah. I, I want to say it's strange internal realism, like in terms of um, in terms of the wor- the world of True Blood, even like basically like Marianne, for example. You know, as they said, is immortal and it's just always been there. You know, if they if they said Marianne has parents and grandparents and stuff, it would be like, what the fuck? How did they have this as a kid? You know, I don't. I well, feel like that's not yeah. part of the True Blood well, universe well, that you just well, spontaneously have kids. That true, like, true, true. Well, okay. I mean, you could say her parents were angels too. Then, right? I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. But then what about Jason? I mean, he's one too. Like he's never had any of the abilities. You know. Well, that, we've never we've never seen. We don't know what his ability. I think Jason does have special powers. I just I just think they haven't told us what they are yet. I think he's, you know, I think whatever he's got that they've been showing us is some sort of ability. And I think he's he's trying to hone it. And maybe it's just good leadership. <laughs> maybe it's just like being able to, you know, uh, get out of these sticky situations. But I think he's got some uncanny abilities. And I just, you know, I think they're trying to, I think they're hinting at that. I think they're trying to show us that. Um so I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's if he's got something, mm-hmm. um, something and it's just blatant or something. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But um, but they could do. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even. I don't even want to think how she could be an angel because it could be anything. It could be just some sort of idea of something that gets passed down and that just makes her magical or something. And you know. Um, you know, I, I think whatever she is, I hope they try to tie it into the telepathy, because uh, that might, you know, they they might be able to give us a reason why she's a telepath. Yeah, that's the other thing. She's not immortal, presumably. Yeah. Presumably, we've never seen her die, but. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, 
she was born and, and had a say, childhood. And is there's nothing to say that angels, you know, if they did angels, they couldn't say they could die. It's all. Right, but they, that is a contrast they, with the demon that they've shown. Well, it doesn't have to be a direct contrast. I mean, no, you know, it doesn't have to be. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. And actually, what? No, go ahead. I was going to say um, another similarity is is you know Sookie can't make people do things, but she can get in their head, and Marianne can too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So maybe in like you know a couple thousand years, Sookie could do what Marianne could do. But, like, you know, she wouldn't make them do the bad things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, her parents weren't immortal because they died. Mm-hmm. So if they her, died mysteriously. They did die mysteriously. But her grandmother died not mysteriously. Um, but her grandmother was mysterious. <laughs> she always seemed like she was hiding something. you got to admit. <laughs> I do admit. I do admit, but she, you know, was murdered very conventionally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know, yeah, there's wiggle room there, but it certainly seems as though, uh, you know, if she's what her parents and grandmother were, then she's, you know, she can die. Yeah. I, in in, I, the, I would, in the conventional way, any human could die. Yeah. I, I mean, I would bet that... Um, it would be something pretty rare, whatever she is. I don't think her whole family would be that, you know. It would probably be something rare. You know, and, you know, and judging by the fact that, you know, there's that other telepath guy, you know, there's probably a few, you know, a small number of them out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that, that made me think that, um, you know, telepaths, were a type, you know, um, uh, just like vampires that were um, mm-hmm. shapeshifters, you know. Um, uh, but, but yeah, now I wonder if he's really the same thing as Sookie or, you know, if they just happen to share that particular ability. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh And also the origin story in general, where they come from, what their deal is. Yeah. But What's yeah, your deal? you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I mean the same way if she's an angel, whatever they said to call it. I mean that same power could be, you know, you could you the same question you ask about that in terms of origin, you can ask about her telepathy too. You know, because maybe maybe that ran in her family too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it does sound like a plausible theory. I don't have one at all, so, you know, it's better than anything I have. Um, uh, And I, I agree. I think the way they would do it, I would suspect they would do it in a way that's sort of similar to what they've done with Marianne, Mm -hmm. where it's like, this is really where the ideas come from, but they'll say, you know, oh, she's also called this, or something like that. 
Yeah. You know, try to make it more broad. I, and I think, I mean, I don't actually think we're going to find out what she is anytime soon. Oh, I, I think they're. Either. I think I think they're slow playing this. Oh yeah. Oh, they're really yeah. slow. They they've barely given us anything. This is like yeah. This is like the second like bit of information we've ever got about her. I just can't believe how much better this show is than I ever thought it could be. Like when I first heard about the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't think like they could make it this interesting. Yeah. I thought, oh, a show about vampires? Oh, okay, I know what that's going to be like. Yeah, I thought it was going to be horrible. I mm-hmm. I was not looking forward to it at all. I mean, I didn't even I didn't even start watching it until the first season was over. Yeah. Because I I wasn't I wasn't interested in it. Yeah, I agree. They uh, they've done a really good job uh, with it. You know, I think th- I think they've had some some pretty good characters, and uh, uh, you know they've developed the mythology pretty well. And uh, uh, you know, some of the some of the storylines haven't been that great, but they they've mm-hmm. uh, they've gotten over those hurdles and moved on to better things. Yeah, I really think the plot for this season is better than last season. It's like ten times better. I think. Part of the problem is it's really heavily Marianne focused, mm-hmm. but that's still what makes it a lot better because it, it it's a lot more focused and. Um, I think Marianne's a way better, more compelling villain than um, Renee. Renee the killer was. We didn't even we didn't even know who the killer was, you know. Yeah. Was for most of the season. Yeah, that's true. It was mostly, but even when we found out, like he, yeah. I don't think he was ever that great of a villain. He couldn't be compared to her. I would say um, for this season, the the resolution of the Fellowship of the Sun, the Godric kidnap, and all that. Yeah, I think that, that was a great. bit. That was a bit. They, sloppy. they pushed that one a bit. They, they, it was sloppy. That I think it was. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. It seemed like a little bit of a car wreck. Yeah. But uh, but they 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 got by quickly. They did. They pulled themselves out of it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I I was never convinced by Godric when he would talk about how how he just went with them and Mm-mm. didn't make any sense. <laughs> and they treated him well, and he was just hanging out down there, like. Oh, you know what. When he was talking to the PR lady, he kind of tried to explain again. I forgot what he said now, but he said something, and that made me go, "Oh, okay, I, I, I see, I see what you were doing." It still wasn't great, but he made he, there was a line in that scene that made it a bit better. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot what it was though. It, it made it a little bit better with with why he tried to do that. Mm-hmm. Um. But it still wasn't great. It still it was just it was a we it was just a weird circumstance for it to be like he's so strong. How could he get captured? Oh well, because he wasn't. <laughs> right. You know, and it's like you're not in danger. He wasn't even in danger this whole time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and he killed himself anyway. Yeah, and that was the and that and that's. And that was that seems like what they were trying to get at was that it was it's almost like he didn't want to tell Eric or or you know the audience that 
what he really wanted was the, for the fellowship to kill him. Yeah. And put him out of his misery. It, and I think I think that's I think and maybe that's what I'm thinking about is when we realize that in that scene uh, that he wants to kill himself. I think that's when I realized that was his original motivation. But they didn't tell us that they they had him tell us that he was just doing it under this guise of humans and vampires being peaceful. Right. But really, and but but remember this whole time. He's really sullen this entire time we've seen him. Even at the after party, people are thanking him, and he's all, like, depressed. Yeah. And I think what was going on was he wants to die. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, that's what that whole thing was, and I think in, in retrospect it works. But when you're watching it, you don't know that. You don't know that that – because if, if we knew that he went there because he wanted to die um, – and like you know, and the characters don't know, but we know that. I think that changes how how that whole all that stuff plays out. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It makes it seem less ridiculous that he's just hanging yeah. out down there. Yeah, and I with, I kind of like no the plan. fact that I like the fact that he because even when Eric was asking him when he when they're in the basement, he says, "What are you doing?" Blah blah. You see, Godric doesn't. It's like he doesn't want to tell him the real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was just a bit too subtle <laughs> with that point. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, but I, I like that they tried to do that, that to show that he, you know, he, he, did, he didn't want to tell anybody that. Yeah, and the thing you know? he actually did, um, you know, just stay outside for the sunrise, that's how they were going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, and I think that's why he was going to go along with it, because it was, you know, he was going to go out that way. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like that's what they were going for. But, yeah, it's it's odd that they never they never came out and said that. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't really drive that one home. And it was just, uh, it just got really out of control when all the various groups came in the same room and mm-hmm. this group does this and this guy does that and uh, uh, trying to resolve all of that story at once. Uh, you know, it wasn't yeah, it was really very much. satisfying. And it was weird to have so many so many of the big players in the same room. I mean, like, Eric shows Eric yeah. there, and then Bill shows up, and yeah. Jason's there. It's like, we've got too many rescuers here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, they couldn't handle that many. God. Yeah. And then, and then, the, and then the, uh, the Dallas vampires show mm-hmm. up, and then, God, it's like, there's too many, like, you know, deus ex machinas in this scene. Like, yeah. Jeez. Usually, yeah. Bill. Usually, Bill is enough to get you out of a jam. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got everybody here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was out of control, and I thought in the immediate aftermath when when Godric was talking about, um, you know, how vampires, uh, you know, haven't been that good, and and they should try mm-hmm. harder to get along with the humans, and and we're gonna do it this way. I really thought that was going to be like uh, that was going to be a thing, you know. A he new was, campaign. Yeah, like he would start doing that, and we would see the effects of that. And you know, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I really had no sense that he was going to go kill himself. And yeah. you know, in the next I think that, episode, it, that was a that was a left turn. That was a that was a curveball when he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to kill myself." Yeah. Yeah, that that I was really surprised by that. And it's too yeah. bad because he was a good character for the very short time. 
mm-hmm. that he was on screen. Um, well, it seems like he was good because he was so forlorn because he was going to kill himself. Yeah, I guess so. You know, and it's just like we didn't get to know know that why he was going through it. It's like afterwards, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting. Yeah. They did reemphasize. They had him say again that father, brother, and son line, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is uh, which is good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, book ending, book ending that whole mm-hmm. their journey, that uh, thousand year relationship. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, really and, weird. And I, I think it shows. You know, even if you're immortal, you do you would want it to end at some point. I mean, at some point you're like, okay, I I think I had enough. I agree, yeah, and that's a good thing about being a vampire. You know, if you don't like it, just go outside during the daytime. Just mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's there's various ways you can you can die, and so you're you're not really immortal. You're just um, you know uh, <laughs> less susceptible to mortality. Mhm. You're 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 immortal but not impervious to mortality. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz you will live forever. If you don't die. Provided certain things don't happen. Yeah. 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 Um effectively immortal. I don't know. It's Yeah. But like, category two. You know, when the sun supernovas or something, like what do you what happens then, you know? Well that's I mean that's that calls into question what is what is immortality then, you know, like Yeah. I mean the the universe I mean, if something is gonna live forever but the universe is going to implode. Well, does that mean that it's not it's going to live forever? Yeah, yeah. If you if if you survive to the heat death of the universe, then, I mean, you basically can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because um, at that point, there's, you know, there's no energy left in the universe. And so, uh, you know, that includes you. Where is the energy supposed to go? What's supposed to happen to it? It just it just dissipates from the universe expanding. So that it's it's still there, but it, it's spread across like so big of a distance that it doesn't have any effect. Yeah, it's sort of like it's potentially there, but the, nothing is nothing is active anymore because because things are so spread out. Mhm. But yeah, if you well, could, like, if you could that, cram it back together again, you you could get that energy again. Yeah. But it's in such a state that it's stable and nothing's happening anymore. Sounds boring. And so time stops and yeah, it's everything that's everything's over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, forever, forever is a is a really, uh, you know, I think I think effectively it just means a really really long time. Yeah. You know, for for vampires, I mean, forever is just too long. I think for anything to really say it's gonna live. Yeah. 
in any kind of reasonable way, you know, and they, they don't, they don't really, they don't really ever try to deal with that. And I think the idea is, yeah, I mean, yeah, they they definitely don't, yeah. And uh, and and they have the ideal kind of immortality where they can die whenever they want to, basically. Yeah. You know, so they get tired of it. That's it. You know, it's not like death becomes her or whatever. Where, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they movie. try to kill themselves and then they just, you know, then they just have to live with their deformed body. Yeah, that's the worst kind of immortality. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the the kind of where uh like uh Torchwood or, you know, Captain Jack Harkness, he's you know, you can you can blow his head off or you can, you know, suffocate him or you can you can whatever you do to kill his physical body, he's going to come back. Mhm. But it but it's like a biological pro it's like he just reforms, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's the middle well, it's kind of worse because he can't end it. Yeah. He can't. He sort of can't ever not be alive. Yeah. He can't be unconscious, though, forever. So, effectively, mm. he could do that, but yeah. not exactly the same. Right. I think you have something like, uh, like Q, uh, who... Uh, uh, is is impervious to physical injury, um, but I don't think uh, I don't think he can die if he wants to. I think Q's transcend uh, <laughs> any of that. Yeah, that. I think yeah. they have. Has it, haven't they always existed? Basically, uh, yeah, something I think like so. that. Yeah, uh, it's just. Yeah, it's yeah, not, they're, yeah, they're beyond that. They're not like, yeah, they're not like just uh, or ordinary, uh, yeah, <laughs> creatures living in the world. No. Um. Uh. So yeah, so it's, they're they're not they're not in great turmoil about not being able to die. No, no, but, no. They're having um, too much fun. Um. Yeah, so maybe, maybe you know, maybe they could if anyone, any of them ever wanted to, but they don't, so they don't. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, that's. Uh, I think. Uh, uh, I think vampires have it have it pretty good. Um, there, there are some problems. Uh, it, I'll admit, yeah. but uh, well, it is sort of supposed to be a curse. Yeah. 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 But you know, with the true blood. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to say, uh, that, you know, that gets rid of a lot of the downside. Yeah. You know? Um, the healing's good. The healing's great, yeah. I like the fast thing, too. Mm-hmm. Get to work early. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, that's that's what I would use it for. <laughs> get to work early. Yes. Because you couldn't get to work early before. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and of course, uh, if 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 I work during the day, I probably don't want to <laughs> go to work early. Mm-mm. Or at all. Gotta get to work before the sun comes up. Yeah. Okay. You know, so you can get inside and work and mm-hmm. leave after the sun, after sunset. 
I see. Okay. Yeah, that'll work. Well, uh, what else do we need to talk about? We're going to wrap this podcast up. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, what else is there? Um, what did I want to say? Still don't know where the Lafayette selling V thing is going. They, You know, that scene was so weird. I didn't understand what was going on until they said the, yeah. you know, I was like, what, what, cause, cause, you know, Sookie and Bill were coming and I'm like, what is this girl doing? Like, she's in the wrong scene. Mm-hmm. Like, can't you see Sookie's returning from being out of town and Tara's inside? Like, it seemed like she, she, she was early on her cue. <laughs> You know, because we're, we're waiting for them, for the two teams to meet and talk, and then this chick interrupts, and she won't go away. And I'm yeah. like, what's going on here? This is this is impeding the story, and they're stuck here in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool how Lafayette held it, and he did that little hand thing in her face. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's just genius. Um, he's, he's, he's one of the best characters ever written on TV, man. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's, a, he's just a ball of contradictions. He's, he's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but I think they just wanted to bring the V back up. I, I agree. They, yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a point to reestablish yeah. and he's well, doing that and to let Bill know that Eric is making him do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, I think I, I think Lafayette went up quite a few notches this season. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't bad in the first season, but he got a lot more to do this season. I think. Uh, oh yeah. You got to see him in various strange situations, and uh, yeah, especially that first part, mm-hmm. uh, the captivity and the aftermath of that. I think that was really that was all really good stuff. Yeah. So no, he's been good this whole time, and even now, like you know, rescuing Tar and all that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, he's he he had a pretty good season so far. Yeah, 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 definitely. I I wouldn't I wouldn't have expected what they've done with him. So, mm-hmm. but I yeah I don't I don't know what the uh, I don't know what I guess this they might be setting that up for season three at this point. I really don't know how they're going to pay that off uh, this season in any serious way. Yeah. Because it, like, it seems like they barely have time to just, you know, resolve the problem they've got now in, in two episodes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like It'll I, be some big cliffhanger. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, so I'm assuming that'll carry over, and it'll be a while before we'll find out what the point is, or maybe, I don't know. I'd like to think there's some good reason for it, but I really have no idea. So anyway, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's all I got on this. All right, yeah, uh, definitely a good season. They they picked it up uh, several notches for this season. Yeah, yeah, it was good before, but it's yeah, it's gotten crazy now. I think the ratings are like I think I think I saw that the last episode was like 
the most watched HBO episode ever. Oh, really? Did I read that right? I think something like that. It hit some record for something with HBO and viewership wow. to hit a record. Yeah. Wow, it's a phenomenon. No, it's it's definitely a phenomenon. It's it's not like this little critically acclaimed show no one's watching. It's like Mad people Man. who I, I most people I come in contact with I know about the show and I'll probably watch it. Mm-hmm. And everyone is telling their friends to watch this show. Yeah. And friends, I got to tell you, you should watch this show. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been paying attention to that. Um so I had no I had no idea how well it was doing. I guess I knew it was doing well enough to keep being picked up, but Well, yeah, it got picked up for this you know, in the middle of season 2, they already got greenlit for season 3. Mm-hmm. That's a great sign. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, I guess, yeah, the question is how long they can sustain it, mm-hmm. you know, before it, before it gets old, and I, obviously it hadn't been on that long, so they're, you know, they're still doing okay, but, uh, I guess that, uh, you know, we'll see how, we'll see what they do with next season, because I think this one, they could ruin it, they could definitely pull a Dexter at the end. Oh, um, man. Uh, which would be I don't really, think they're going to though. I just they, I don't think they're going to, but they could. It's possible. Which would be really depressing. Um, but even if they did pull a Dexter, I, I think there's too much good stuff in this season to uh, yeah uh, for it not to have been a good season. I mean, they could pull a season one, uh, season yeah. one True Blood, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, right. And just be like, what? That's it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, season one didn't end spectacularly, so, um, yeah, that's the, I don't know, that, you know, most shows I watch don't really have spectacular season endings, seems like Lost is the only show that really does that consistently. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's just like some little thing. Yeah, and it's an action show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's true. But uh I'm looking forward to next week. I uh I really uh I really don't quite know where this is going. I do think in general I would say, you know, Sookie is gonna play some kind of role in fighting off Marianne. Mm-hmm. Um but the details I I have no idea. Uh and I, I'm quite curious how much we're gonna see of the <laughs> Of the God that comes. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see that too. Uh I it'll be pretty telling how much they show that. I mean whatever they do, it'll be like you know. Uh, it'll be crazy. whatever they do with that's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean they've it seems like they basically had her like you know take over the town. Oh man, no, she literally came in and destroyed the town. I mean that that's what she did this season. And that's yeah. pretty and no one could have I mean when we first saw her no one would have been like yeah, here she's going to come in and and just ruin the whole, like <laughs> tear down the town. I mean the town is totally done. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's everyone's yeah. like hurt and beat each other up and rape mm-hmm. each other and mm-hmm. 
and like I mean these it's not it's not like she just you know came in and you know made a little ruckus. I mean she completely mm-hmm. changed everybody's lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like you saw a little bit of that, you know, at the police station, um, where they it looked like they were just like locking the whole town up. Mm-hmm. You know. That was his answer to things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Well, I'll just put I'll put them all in jail. He must think he's got the word. I mean, he had murder investigations all last season. Mm-hmm. Had a murder in his midst. Then this, you know, he got he's got Sam. He's got crazy town people. Like he, if he doesn't quit, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, geez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's really getting a lot more than he should expect. Yeah. And he's trying to handle it all like it's not crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you're like right. Like just another day. There's like, no, no there's no sense that he's like cracking or 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 treating it as anything outside the ordinary. Mm-hmm. So like, all right, well, we'll just throw him in jail. Oh, here's another one. Throw him in. No problem. <laughs> Oh, Sam, you probably murdered a woman. Oh, well, just sit in oh, well. here. Why would you? I got an anonymous tip. You must have done it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, best evidence ever. Just, mm-hmm. just call a random police station and tell them somebody murdered somebody. They'll lock them up for it. Mm-hmm. That's all, that's all they need. Yeah, that's all you need. Somebody told me. Who? I don't know. Somebody. I don't know. You tell me who told me. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. And, and it seems like he's the only one working there now. Well, the lady was there at one point, but oh, I don't know right. what happened to her. That's right. They showed the lady, and then, yeah, and then they quit, and then it just seemed like it was the thing. Him. When, uh, after, I think it was after uh, Jason smote. Um, Goliath. I mean, uh, Sam. Uh-huh. Um, Andy. Andy took a drink of his alcohol and then said, "That's the last drink I'm ever gonna have." Mm-hmm. I thought that was so great. I that was. Oh, that me, was a line. That was a line. Yeah. Uh, that that's that's the best line he's ever had. I just that if if that's for real, if like after that point he doesn't drink ever again. That's such a great, like, character thing. Yeah. You know, to be, you know, his whole life to fall apart because he's an alcoholic and to see the most crazy thing he's ever seen and to have one last drink and to be like, okay, I'm done, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the world is too crazy for me to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever his reasoning is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's almost like he's, you know, foretelling the future. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the last one. But we'll see. I believed him at the time. Yeah, I believe him, too. And if he... The test of the good writing will be whether or not he... It's just a line they have, and he's drinking next episode. Yeah. Or yeah. if that's a character yeah. development line and he doesn't ever drink again. Yeah. 
Or I, I, I not feel like to. with his arc, he he can be on the road to recovery at this point. Yeah, and that's the thing, cause that's the, and that's what'll be the sign if it's good writing, because it'll be because it's an arc. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because I think I think you know, getting kicked off the police force and just like shacking up in a motel room is sort of his, you know, after after nobody believing him and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, was sort of his. Uh, his rock bottom. It's so weird. You know, the show does a good job about giving, you know, uh, the, the secondary and third tertiary characters, like good arcs, I think. I mean, because Andy started out complaining that no one called him detective. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was, he was on the police force. People knew he was a good detective, but like, you know, no one gave him that little bit of respect. And he then he went from to now to he's, I mean, it's he's getting negative respect. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the complete, you know, bottom uh, of that whole thing. So, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... All right. Well, this was our True Blood podcast slash preamble with uh, movie talk. <laughs> yeah. So um, I feel like we need to sign this declaration. All right. Well. <laughs> Give me a pin. I don't know how to sign an audio form. Uh, no one does. It hasn't been invented yet. Okay. But uh yeah, right, audio we'll, signature. We'll be back uh at some point to talk about the rest of the season of True Blood. That's right. Woo Believe it or not. Boom. Okay, I got logged out of the call. What? Uh <laughs> that's not good. No, it's not. I'm showing you're there. Well, I just got back in. Oh, okay. Um, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll catch you next time. See you later.